0: Me and my business partner, Dre Ross, we've known each other for over a decade, and he's Romanian. And one day he hit me up and he said, you know, I'm doing this hip hop in L.A. I'm doing my thing, yet people are unable to get over my accent. And so I told him, I was like, yo, bro, that's that's your superpower. That's like your, what people don't understand. Mm-hmm is your uniqueness, and as a creative, that's what you should lean on, you know?
1: Welcome to Nice Work, a podcast of the Super Nice Club. Our mission is simple. We're just trying to make the world 10% nicer. I'm your host, Todd Brilliant, and today we'll be talking with the truly multi-talented Rob Young. Rob co-founded an organization called Excuse My Accent, which is a global collective dedicated to highlighting and humanizing the diverse range of immigrant struggles and triumphs. Rob, he really believes that we should all feel empowered by our diverse and amazing backgrounds, cultures, and personal beliefs, and we should celebrate them. And he also reminds us to remember, reminds us to remember, that works, yeah, that anytime you leave your neck of the woods, you're no longer local. You know, you're you're a tourist, and odds are you have an accent. Anyway, Rob explains it better than I do. And, and he's also a musician, a lyricist, and a hip hop performer. And, and in fact, at the end of the podcast, stick around and we'll debut a new track from Rob. You ready for this? Here we go. Rob Young. Rob yes, Young, sir.
0: thanks for being on. Thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really appreciate uh, allowing me to be on the show, finally get to... Uh you know, tell my passions and all that good stuff.
1: I'm just going to be honest here. Uh, I don't know a whole ton about you. You know, we met in front of the Laugh Factory on Sunset in LA a couple months ago through uh, our mutual friend, incredibly funny comic, Christine King. Chris, Chris King! Follow her on Instagram, at Berries. B E R R I E S. Thank you, Chris, for uh, connecting us. Anyway, I found your story and your passion around your project, excuse my accent, totally compelling. And I'm like, dude, you should be on the podcast. So I'm going to let you rip, just introduce yourself uh, who you are, what you do as a human. And as a creative, you know, dive into excuse my accent, just let us know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. 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 First and foremost, I definitely got to say Chris King, thank you for this, uh, this connection. She always, she has a way of, um, connecting amazing people. Uh, so whenever she's like, you really need to, talk to this person. I take it serious. And obviously it's a great connection uh, and a friendship. Um, my name is Robert Austin Tisdale Walker. I gave him my government. You might have to go ahead and uh, edit that part out. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I'm a hip hop artist. I go by the name Rob Young. I um, was raised as an artist. My dad's a poet uh, and a motivational speaker. My mom worked in educational system, So I kind of lean more towards the uh, inspirational, motivational. Um, I call it commercial conscious, um, lean as far as it goes with hip hop and music. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've worked in a, a plethora of different industries, kind of a serial entrepreneur slash super creative man. I've done everything from rap on stage, opening up for Lupe Fiasco to right. all the way down to being a food photographer. Crazy. Pretty damn good at my food photography too, I'd have to admit, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And uh, so so hip hop um, artist, musician, lyricist, doing that a good part of my life. Last two years has been dedicated to what I call a super movement campaign called Excuse My Accent, which all stemmed from music. It's always cliche when I say that it started with a song, Although it did. Me and my business partner, Dre Ross, we've known each other for over a decade and he's Romanian. And one day he hit me up and he said, you know, I'm doing this hip hop in LA. I'm doing my thing. Yet people are unable to get over my accent. And so I told him, I was like, yo bro, that's, that's your superpower. That's like your, what people don't understand Mm-hmm. is your uniqueness. And as a creative, that's what you should lean on, you know? And I was told him is like, that's, what's going to make you differentiate yourself from uh, other artists, especially, you know, no one's really kind of leaned into being a foreigner sort of saying, just owned it. I believe, especially at that time when we were coming up with this concept there is was this ideology that if you're doing American music, you have to sound American, especially when it comes to hip hop, you know? Right. Because this, this is a while ago when we first had this conversation. I, I really do believe a lot of thoughts have changed around that people are more open to foreign music and foreign influence. Uh, but as far as hip hop, that was definitely a thing. I mean, it still is a thing. I'll be in the studio with them and people will still say that kind of stuff like, "Hey, it's so hard to get over his accent. And I always love it because I'll just point at the shirt I'm wearing and be like, yeah, excuse my accent so I always make this shit. Yeah, so we uh, so what happened was is we started writing the song because I told him I was like you should make a song called "Excuse My Accent" and just uh, um, speak on it. And as soon as we came up with that idea, we hung up the phone and like 20 minutes later, it was like we were calling each other because we sat on the idea and we both it like went off in our heads at the same time. Like oh shit, this is actually huge. This is way bigger than just. Um, his story, because what what does uh, the the thought process of um, an accent mean, and what stories does an accent tell? You know that right, there's, right. So, there's so much underneath that, um, and so we knew that this could be a very worldly single that we could write. So we ended up writing the song. Um, and which song was that? It's called "Excuse My Accent." Still yet to be released. Oh. oh, oh. Yeah, honestly, it's crazy. We've been working on this entire campaign for two years, and we still have not released a song.
1: So your tagline of excuse my accent, I think this is a great one, but I want you to just kind of flesh it out for me: is inclusivity and diversity through the lens of immigration. Maybe that's not your tagline. I just read that somewhere, and I thought it was a hell of a tagline. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's constantly growing. I, I really believe that the the uh, the foundation that we started on is constantly getting bigger. Um, when we begin, um, a lot of, uh, what we're doing is rooted in immigration, you know? Mm-hmm. So the ideology behind it is, especially when it comes to America, we're really all immigrants, unless you are native, you know? Right. And that's just, that's just a fact, you know what I'm saying? And I, Obviously, when you say immigration in the climate that we're in, everyone autos, automatically thinks Mexican. They think Latin, et cetera, et cetera. We really want to spin that uh, that narrative that they ha- that people have on immigrants, and show that we are all coming from somewhere else. Um, and that's what "Excuse My Accent" is really about. It's more of a, a humanistic approach to entertainment and connecting people. We're looking at changing the uh, the tagline. It's going to be the intersection of culture in itself, you know? And that's what we're really, because we really want to show that, well, well, my goal with excuse my accent at the end of the day is I want people to understand that none of us are specifically from one origin, Mm -hmm. that our background comes from a lot of different places, especially in America. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want to get rid of xenophobia. I want people to lean towards each other more. Um, It's interesting. Like the reason why I'm pausing so much is uh, I just wrote a uh, excerpt and I sent a blast out and it was called, it's a small world after all. Mm -hmm. And the idea that what I was talking about inside of uh, the excerpt is that, in this time that we have, as far as COVID goes and et cetera, et cetera, we're learning and we're realizing the truth that our neighbors aren't only the people next door to us, and we could be affected by other people inhabiting the planet all the way across the world. And we're a lot more interconnected than we like to believe. and. That's excuse my accent. I mean, sorry to say it in such a shitty way as far as comparing it to COVID, but I mean, that's that's excuse my accent. And it's like, we, we have to take more responsibility for the people who are standing beside us and in, in a place we've never been to.
1: What is excuse my accent? What are you guys doing? Explain that part of it. Explain the documentary and the story collecting and the, the sort of events that you're doing.
0: We're working on a, a documentary series right now um, called Excuse My Accent. Uh, we have the pilot episode finished. Uh, the pilot episode is about deported veterans called Leave No Man Behind. Um, pretty much veterans who served in, you know, people who served in the army and the military uh, to eventually get deported because they weren't fully citizens. And that kind of has, has a lot of people it's scratch their head. It's, it's like, wow. It's insanity. You know, you we obviously would think that serving in the military would be a path to citizenship, um, Mm -hmm. although it's not. And what happens is a lot of um, non-citizens who serve in the military, thinking that they have a path to citizenship, don't get it and they fall through the cracks. And then due to PTSD or uh, plethora, other things that happen when you serve in the military, they can find themselves in compromising situations later on Mm-hmm. Which could range from anything. It ranges from like a PTSD episode to shit jaywalking. I mean, I've heard stories of um, someone who was just <laughs> driving. Uh, someone was driving his car, and uh, the person who was driving his car was a non-citizen, and he got deported for um, transporting a, a, an illegal person, which was like he didn't even know they were just going to the store. So it's it's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really crazy. So we um, tell that story. It's um, centered around Hector Brajas who is an individual who opened the deported veteran support house in Tijuana. Um, he got his citizenship about two and a half uh, years ago. Good friend now. and after getting his citizenship, um, after you know getting deported, after serving in the military, uh, he finally got his citizenship. And he decided, you know, I'm not going to close the door behind me. I'm going to work on making sure that I could protect other individuals who went through what I went through. Uh, so he started the Deported Veteran Support House. Amazing, amazing, amazing human being. We actually got to go with him for when he voted for the first time as a citizen. And oh. the, irony, yeah, the irony in it is that he voted. So he's a deported veteran, finally gets his citizenship. Who goes and votes in Compton at the elementary school he went to? It's, it's, really—that's that's crazy, full
1: circle, man. That is full circle. It's when you fun. said when you said that that these uh, some immigrants feel like the military is a path to citizenship—is that something where? And I know nothing about this, you know, um, where they just had wrong information, or do, you, do they feel like they were kind of duped to get them to join? Where where does that go wrong?
0: Um, I've heard a lot of different stories and angles. Although okay. a lot, uh, the the majority of them um, center center around veterans who go into the military and they're told that they're going to get citizenship, and pretty much it's just this, the system isn't tightened up for someone to oversee them actually getting their citizenship. So then what ends up happening is pretty much I go into the military. I kind of just assume, and no one tells me that, no, you have to go through a process. So they just. Like you assume you're going to get medical benefits when you get out. Right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, no, actually not, no, not at all. You just fucked. Oh man. So I'm trying to remember some percentage of
1: your merchandise and, Shout out to the sweet merch, the excuse my accent, uh, merchandise on the site, is goes in support of the Deported Veterans Support House, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. What we're going to do is, um, as we continue, we're going to constantly be working with um, nonprofit organizations and community organizations. Obviously, in our foundation, we want to work closely with Hector Brahas and the Deported Veterans Support House. So they're our first foundation that we're going to pretty much be donating to. Uh, as we grow, yeah, that, that I mean that that guy is like he's he's a whole nother beast. Um, he works harder than anyone I know. Like he's constantly he's either either in Compton or he's in Tijuana, and he just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, uh, constantly looking out for everybody else. Doesn't it, kind of nutty. So I really believe that he. If you know anybody, if, if you know somebody out there that
1: could use the information, it's the port the Deported Veteran Support House, Hector Brahas, right. Yep. Yep. Hector Brown. Just Google deported veteran support house. Send that information along to anybody out there that might need it. Um, I found an essay on your website on, excuse my accent by Daniel Torres. Ah, my God. Great essay. essay. There's a little excerpt of it here that I just, I want to kind of read because it touches on the humanism that you were talking about earlier, touches on the the military stuff. I'm just going to read it and then you can riff off of it. Uh, Hector, Daniel says, uh, So then, should we adopt nationality as the general rule to judge whether someone is American or not? Well, if you do that, you would be excluding the millions of immigrants that live in the United States, people who are part of our country. And how about immigrants who serve in our armed forces? I'm an American citizen. I became an American citizen through my military service in the Marine Corps, but I was born in Mexico. Yet my loyalty and my service are 100% to the U.S. In a country made up of immigrants, nationality cannot be the factor that defines us. We find ourselves at a point in our nation's history, this is long, I know, bear with me, in our nation's history where we must evolve. We need to shape our understanding of how we identify ourselves as a society. Now, more than ever, we need this. The current division we are experiencing, both politically and socially, has become extreme and, in some instances, violent and even deadly. Yet, how do you create a national identity in a country where personal identity is more important? That's such a powerful question, by the way. I believe I have found how. It's called Humanism. It promotes the idea that every single man, woman, and child deserve the protection of the state for the simple fact that they are human beings without the ties of race, religion, or national background. Amen to that,
0: Daniel Torres. Yeah, my guy, Daniel, he's amazing. Daniel Torres, actually, he's, he's uh, one of the first supportive veterans to ever get his citizenship. Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's in our documentary, uh, also good friends with Hector Brajas. We got to interview him, and that's how we met. And actually, the, his this conversation of what he wrote on the website is something he touched on in the documentary when we were interviewing him. Um, and I really wanted him to expand on it because uh, it's it's the core of why we're doing. Excuse my accent. Is at the end of the day we all piss shit, eat, breathe. You know, we're all going to, you know, we're all born and we're all going to be pushing up roses. Hopefully we'll be, you know, pushing up, hopefully pushing up roses.
1: So the documentary, um, you've been working on it for a while. I know from experience, that documentaries take a minute and they, you know, they take some money, they take distribution. Where are you guys at with that?
0: Um, we just got our second rendition done, um, edit done for the, um, the pilot. Mm -hmm. still have some more tweaks to do. It's definitely been a process. I've never done a documentary before. We all kind of, me and Dre both fell into this. We're, we're artists, although we we don't turn down a challenge. So when it uh, came around and we thought about this idea, we just said, fuck it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So we've just been tackling this beast. So we're finishing up the pilot and we have nine more episodes written and some letters of uh, intent that were we're getting, uh, getting ready to move forward. Hopefully as the world starts to tie itself back together, we can start running again.
1: We're getting there. In the meantime, I noticed that you guys, you, the two of you are doing a making of a movement video blog. Yeah,
0: that's been fun.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys
0: are both out there explaining things. That's, that's, that's been fun. Cause it's, we've both dedicated our life to this. And so it's kind of like a behind the scenes, look at what we're doing every day and having meetings and, being in the studio, um, shining lights, on, shining the light on different artists. And it, so it's, it, it's, it's, interesting. Like we get to, when you watch it, you hear some of the very natural conversations that we have. People always ask, especially in LA, you know, how this goes, everyone asks what you do. Um, and so as soon as we start talking about this, people either give us like a very interesting look, like what the fuck, or. Uh, they just open up and start to share their stories, so we get to capture that. So it's 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 very special. So you're doing the
1: documentary, the making of a movement, and you're also doing live Instagram uh, interviews with artists, right? Yes, and yes. yes. Uh, Excuse my accent. Co is your your uh, Instagram. Yes, yes. Uh, Excuse my accent. Co also at Rob Young Music. But all of the interviews are on the Excuse My Accent one, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the interviews are on ExcuseMyAccent.co. Uh, we're going to continue doing that so far. We interviewed Daniel Torres, actually. We're going to bring him back on. He was our first one. Um, we also interviewed an amazing human being, John Jacobo, John Jacobo, who is press secretary for Bernie Sanders. He's also a supervisor uh, in San Francisco, works with a lot of nonprofits and um, now are those archived or not those live ones so we just started them they are archived daniel torres was not uh john jacobo we're gonna post soon and then we just interviewed armin uh who's an armenian rapper um who spoke on the armenian genocide and he has his uh own uh brand that he's launched and really created a movement our wounds are still open uh and he got bars he's just a dope artist uh, so that was a really fun interview. Our next one's going to be with Lolo Spencer. Uh, she was in a movie called Give Me Liberty, which is an amazing movie, won a Spirit Award, first time acting in a movie, and she just fucking Thank killed you. it. Amazing. Man, she just killed it. I watched the movie. I was like, oh, my God, never acted before? She, she really should have been up for an Oscar for like uh, for supporting role. I swear, you should really watch this movie, okay. and when okay. you see her in it, you'll be like, damn, she did her thing never acted before. And, uh, she, uh, also is, a spokes an advocate for individuals, with disabilities and, and, you know, an uh, influencer, just an amazing human being. So, so you were talking
1: about when, when we were in front of the uh, laugh factory, you were talking about doing an event up in the Bay area, California Bay area, it's probably got scrubbed from by the pandemic, but what was the event?
0: You remember that? Well, we actually did what we we did a soft lunch in San Francisco uh, for the "Excuse My Accent" campaign. Amazing! We had some people, uh, some actors from the Last Black Man in San Francisco. uh, Great! There, Uh, we did it at Club SF. Yeah, I mean, my guy uh, uh, Jamal, his 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 club, you know, uh, Club Love, and my guy Bennett. So it was it was amazing. Amazing, amazing event, about 200 people there. It was raining too. It was one of those very rare moments that rained in San Francisco, and we still had a good turnout where we showed the music video. Um, We had nonprofit uh, representation there um, and just kind of route people up around the concept. That was amazing. We got asked to have it again, so we were gonna do it in Oakland. Um, Then we were gonna do a launch in Los Angeles, and then the vid hit. Okay. Yeah, good yeah. Is that what we're calling it? I've been calling it the Rona. I've been Rona, calling it. Yeah. I've been calling it the vid. It's Not a sexy you know, name. I probably to all the Ronas out there, but yeah. Hey, matter of fact, let me say shout out to Jamal True Love uh, for letting us host at that uh, at his uh, club Club Love and, and Bennett for letting us host. They really held it down.
1: You know, so yeah, a lot of people come out to that. So moving forward, how do people get involved? They, you know, you got a movement on your hands. You made a movement when people want to come out and support and they want to get involved in excuse my accent. What's the best starting point? How do they kick that off?
0: You know, the best point right now is to hit us up on our website. Um, Excusemyaccent.com. Um, we're l- relaunching here soon. We're going to be putting forth a lot of articles that are going to come out highlighting different diverse stories. We have the making of the movement episodes that we're dropping all the time. The next episode actually is going to be me and Dre going to uh, vote with Hector Braha. So that's going to be a really dope episode. And then we're doing the interviews. So it's just stay tuned because we have a lot of different, aspects that we're we're doing a lot of shit at the same time then we're releasing music at the same time too because i'm still a hip-hop artist dre's a hip-hop artist he's he's releasing a project called origin um shout out to my guy my guy dre ross um and i mean he has like rich the kid on the project so you know he's he's really doing his thing it's all produced by 808 mafia 808 mafia produced excuse my accent record too where do we
1: find dre ross we find him on instagram d-r-e-i right d-r-e-i ross Dre, okay, Ross. Dre Ross, all right. At uh, Dre Ross, for any okay. of the uh, the hip hop heads out there, at Dre Ross, at Rob Young Music, Rob Young Music. So what's up? Uh, what's the what's what's EMA? Excuse my accent. Doing in five years? Where
0: are you at by then? What's what what, what are you? Five years, my goal. You know, and Dre's goal, our goal. A moment of success. I always said that there'll be an excuse my accent sticker on the Eiffel Tower. That's like a mental image in my head that I know we're doing something. And I mean, I, I really believe that uh, the the conversation about diversity, culture, immigration, obviously it's a it's a global conversation. Humanism, as long as there's humans habiting the planet, you know. in five years, I really want to have this be a global conversation. I want to have the documentary series have an international document uh, uh, international season. When we want to be moving around, I want to turn this into having concert series. Uh, I want to have different conferences, full fledged. However, however we can spread the conversation, and uh, use our background of entertainment and getting people together, mm-hmm. that that's where we'll go. That's what I'm good at. I'm good at bringing people together, you know? Um, so flipping the idea that flipping an
1: apology as a way of empowerment excuse my accent is a campaign geared to laying a platform. That's awesome. I love this, the idea of flipping an apology as a way of empowerment. Who came up with that? That's genius.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of did the me and Dre did together, you know, when we came up with the phrase, we've had like a lot of blowback. People were like, excuse my accent. I don't want to excuse shit. Like, we just do it. <laughs> <Yeah. And laughs> I always like to play with contradicting ideas, you know, and flip them on their ass. That's like what I always love to do. You know, people say, excuse my accent all the time. If you've ever been around someone foreign, they'll always say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we wanted to do is allow people the opportunity to take ownership of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so where... I could figure
1: it out. That's why I asked you about, like, what is that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and as, as the total standard average white guy, it is kind of like, um, is it okay to be asking, you know, am I... Oh, he doesn't have an accent. but uh, It's it was it was a great conversation starter. You know.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, people people always say that to me. They'll be like, "How are you how are you gonna have excuse my accent? You don't have an accent." And I always say like, "I have an accent." If you drop me in the middle of Italy, you know. Yeah. And so exactly. you know, shit, you, you can drop me in the middle of Louisiana, not have an accent. You know. So it's just it's just this thought process that we have. Like we need to stop thinking so locational like so narrow like there's a big ass world out there you know what I'm saying and so how how can we get people to realize like yo bro like there's someone going through some shit in the middle of fucking Bolivia right now you know what I'm saying and you're not alone in this thing called life I love this
1: idea that you're using somebody's accent as an entry point point to the rest of their story, right? Instead of being something where you're like, oh, they have an accent. I'm not sure I trust that person or I don't want to ask them directions. It's just great. The accent is an entry point to the rest of the the human. It's genius.
0: Yeah, I really believe whenever I hear an accent personally, I get excited because I know that someone knows more than I do or they've been through something I haven't. Um, They have a culture that I don't know anything about, or maybe I do, but I always feel like a little kid, I just want to dive in. Um, I think that we naturally, a lot of times they feed us this this fear of the other, especially like now, you know, we live in a very polarized world. Um, So what we want to do is we want to get rid of that and for people to look at, individuals who are different from us as a way for us to get more culture, really. You know, it's interesting, man. I'll tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. This, this this is the kind of shit that pisses me off. Let's hear it. So I was working with a, um, a nonprofit who who works with this and, um, we were working with teachers and, what was happening was, is the teachers who were working in a predominantly Latin community, they couldn't figure out how to connect with the students. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they were just really disconnected, you know? And the teachers were predominantly white, okay? I'll fl- I could flip this as far as culture, 20,000 times from all over the place, right? And the teachers have been working there for like nine, 10 years. And like, I can't connect with the students. I can't connect with the students. Connect with the students. And I'm and in my head. I'm like, have you ever picked up a fucking Spanish book? Like, have you ever like tried to reach into someone else's culture or extend yourself to learn more? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, that's where it begins. We're, we're not going to be able to come together as human beings unless we learn about each other. We can't constantly think that someone else has to do the work for us. That's not how connection works. That's not how people come closer together. You have to want to actually learn. It's not about saying you need to come to me so I can give you something. That's not how giving operates. That's not the law. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, And so that's what, that's what this means to me. It's like giving that opportunity for giving a platform for people to come into each other. You know what I'm saying? That intersection of culture you know and i just want to get rid of i just really want to get rid of that xenophobia and that thought process of being so closed off from each other you know it's a really really simple message and i
1: love it i just i want you to, to spread it far and wide we need to enter teachers obviously you know these teachers need to get the message as well it's for the kids man it's for the kids <laughs> <laughs> it Probably is for the kids, the kids man they got to stay they gotta save us. They gotta save Ugh. us.
0: Shit, um, we ain't doing this shit right. Fuck.
1: Excuse my language. Yeah, but you're bad. trying. You're trying. You know that's that's the main part, and that's part of of this this nicer world, the umbrella of, of this nice world, and also is is uh, you know the nice work, the fact that you are doing what you love, your passion, and your and your uh, work, they're all combined. You get to be you know you get to use your 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 skills as a musician and a lyricist and, and a hip hop artist and just a general creative and and an entrepreneur all of those things you get to use all of those in excuse my accent you know which can be I'm I'm taking it this is to be your career right launching a big part of it and that is a beautiful marriage of your skills your passion and your career and i want to really, I I just, if we could all get to that, can you imagine how, what a happy world we'd have?
0: Man, you know, I was actually going to say, I was going to say, thank you, Todd, and I appreciate what you're doing and the outlet that you have is one thing that we say, and excuse my accent, it's pushing people to contribute and whatever your contribution is to society, just do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's where it begins however you could contribute in a positive manner whatever you do I don't care if you crochet crochet for somebody you know what I'm saying or whatever it is or, you know yeah. whatever and, and so it's it's amazing uh, to meet somebody who is using uh, their time to create an outlet you know what I'm saying and put out a positive message because that's what it takes
1: oh thanks you know? man well let's let's say seg- and I appreciate that I really do let's segue from that to if you have one, uh, we do this super nice challenge each week on the show where our guests issues a challenge. Uh, it can be soft or fierce to the members of the super nice club and other listeners. Uh, something that they can do to, to sort of raise the nice bar a little bit in their life or with the people around them.
0: Okay. Got anything for us? Yeah, because I'm actually going to end up making this challenge part of Excuse My Accent. So we're going to kick it off with you guys. Okay. Eventually, we're going to do this challenge and we're going to have this challenge uh, be a part of a a crowdfunding so we can get some funds to go to allocate to nonprofits. Although we're going to start a soft launch with you guys and we're going to challenge you to learn how to say excuse my accent in a language other than yours. Oh. Bye. Bam. All right. Um, Dre taught me how to say it in Romanian. Excuse me, asiento. I hope I didn't massacre that.
1: I, you got it. You got me. I don't remember accent in Spanish. I mean, well, so there's a compromiso, permiso, and discúpame, pues, I think. These are different ways to say excuse me, right? But I, what is accent? Somebody help me out. I have no idea. Think you're the like, only huh? All right. Well... Well, you got, you got the challenge. You got yeah, the challenge. I got the challenge. I got the challenge. Um, my lady comrade, she speaks like seven languages. So she's going to kill this challenge. Six or seven. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 She's from, you know, former Yugoslavia and, and the Netherlands. And, you know, they all, they speak a billion languages over there. So, um, Chandra, that's, 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 that's excuse my accent in, in all the languages so that I can win this challenge. Okay, please. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stories. Here. Seven it's like a lot these. of stories. So we also, we usually end this with um, a question for me. If you have any question for me at all, let me have it.
0: My question for you would be when, where and what was the inspiration behind you deciding to do this? Like what was the, when, when did the light bulb go off? And when did the fire like? when did the match light? And what was it?
1: Well, that's a good question. I'm gonna do a short version of it because this has been asked of me before. Um, I'm glad that people are interested, though. It makes me really happy. I'm glad that people are interested. Um, it was in Santa Rosa, California uh, three years ago. God, it might have been four now, um, though the Super Nice Club has only really been in its sort of go 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 mode since uh june of last year but it originally started in santa rosa a few years ago while i was weeding i was gardening and i have i had these really intense visual daydreams especially when i'm doing something manual with my hands you know get your hands in the dirt it's a great thing um i had this very visual daydream of this i'm gonna try to speed this up but of this little girl going through the conversion to christianity And or whatever it was, it wasn't a specific faith. Um, And she was told that, you know, her God was a superhero. And as she went through this, as she grew up to a teenager, she saw a lot of hypocrisies within the church right? Mm. And she kept asking her parents and asking the church to explain these hypocrisies. And eventually she was tired of the answer that God works in mysterious ways. And this is not an anti-religion thing at all. This is just what my daydream was, right? Right. I'm here. I, I have a degree in religious studies. Okay. So it's, Oh my like God. I wish you would
0: have brought this shit up earlier. I would go on and on about this. Anyway, it amazing conversation. So, at the end of it, she says, you know what? Fuck this. This is ridiculous.
1: I'm going to start my own church where anybody can come from any faith or non-faith. I don't care who they are. All they got to do is be nice. That's it. They just got to be nice. Not even the golden rule, not do unto others as they would. Just just do unto others. Strip it down. Strip right. it down. And my club is going to be called the Super Nice Club. And I thought, damn, that is a great idea. And I got up. I went inside and I started it. That's amazing.
0: And it now just like started then.
1: That was started. it. Went inside, designed the logo, put up a Facebook page, made you know some fun little things. And uh, I have a lot of really neat, creative friends, just like you do. You know, we, have, we probably both have just a lot of people that are in the creative world, you know, right. uh, or entrepreneur minded, and they all got behind it right away. Uh, and a lot of people in the uh, the Spartan uh, endurance race world—I don't know if you know what that stuff is, like Tough Mudder oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I was doing some of those races at the time um, because I was silly. And uh, no, it's great stuff. It's just I just don't do it anymore. Um, I'm too lazy for that now. And it took off through that. Uh, it's just sort of grown, just like you were saying. With excuse my accent, it's it's morphing now, right? It's morphing from what your original intention was, you know. Um, and so it's grown as the members ask it to grow more or less. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: Cause there's a, there's a need for it.
1: Yeah. There, it there be a lot of people out there and a lot of groups, organizations, things like that with very similar messages, be kind foundation, you know, it's ridiculous to think that one club or one group or one foundation or nonprofit can own the idea of, of making the world a nicer place. We need to have a million super nice clubs is exactly. that you know we have a super true. duper nice club somebody start the super duper nice club somebody exactly. else start really truly nice club i mean bring it you know we need a million more so that we get everybody on one of them
0: that's exactly what i say it's also it's also to drop on the uh the uh religious kind of realm i also don't believe that anyone can have a monopoly on god that's my thought process also you know and so goodness i don't believe in a monopoly on goodness if you're good you're good you know Super nice club.
1: hashtag. Same. I come from the same place. I really do. Rob. Hey man, thank you so much for being part of this show, for coming in, talking about, excuse my accent uh, and what you're doing. I'm obviously going to follow along um, with, with the progress and anything that you need from the super nice club or the members. Anytime you release something, come at us, you know, we'll get it out there and do everything we can to uh, spread the message.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity and this moment to be able to talk with you. Yeah, man, this is a, this is a, a bright light in the, the mist of madness, so I really appreciate it. All right, man. I will talk with you, I'm sure, again soon. Yes, sir.
1: There you have it, folks. A super nice conversation with Rob Young. We'll play his new track, Heathen, in just a second, but first, it's time for the super nice takeaways. My first is just realizing how little I've really considered people's accents or how they can both unify and divide us. For strangers in a strange land, hearing a familiar accent can trigger a moment of happiness and connection. But on the flip side, for people already filled with fear, a strange accent can trigger anxiety, insecurity, more fear. And Rob challenges us to thrill to the sound of a new accent instead, and to use that as a jumping off point for learning about people and their cultures and their histories. I accept that challenge every day moving forward. My second takeaway has to do with remembering how I felt when I first met Rob and saw his Excuse My Accent logo, I kind of felt marginalized or judged somehow, like an outsider who needed to remember to not judge a human by his or her accent. It made me feel deeply aware of my privileged status moving through the world where my accent has very rarely been an issue. Now, My reaction was to want to learn more, to ask this guy about that trigger about what had sort of provoked me out of the blue. And the result was a great conversation over drinks and then this podcast. But looking back, my instinctive initial reaction was kind of fearful and the end result was a little bit of growth for me. And I ordered an Excuse My Accent shirt so that I can now have that conversation from the other side. We'll see what happens with that. It's probably gonna be pretty awkward and that's okay, because that's where I live. before I forget, Here's my response to Rob's challenge. I asked my lady comrade Sandra to teach me how to say excuse my accent in Dutch and Serbian. I'm gonna butcher them both now. Um, I'll go with Dutch first. Excuses for my accent. It sounded kind of German to me, I don't know. And now for Serbian. Isvini za moj aksenat, aksenat, isvini za moj aksenat. Any Serbs out there, Dutch? I don't know, I think I think I butchered them. that's okay. Okay, so <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to Nice Work wherever you get your podcast and definitely leave a review, stars, all that stuff. We'd love to hear from you too. Message us, Facebook, Instagram, plain old email or call me directly via the Nice Line, 707-500-1580. Wanna be a guest? Know someone who should be a guest? Holler, and please, Be a member of the Super Nice Club. Help us get the world 10% nicer. All you have to do, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and then meet with us in the real world. That's our whole thing, real world, not just online. And if you want to represent with some super nice street fashion, head over to superniceclub.com and use the discount code supernicerob for 15% off. All right, I'm done talking. Time for you to listen with me to Rob's new song, Heathen. It's a stunner. And stay nice, everyone.
2: Should I be worried about a heaven? Hey. heaven, heaven. Should I-
3: Judas before you find Jesus I just wanna make use of these demons Searching for the sun through the crack in the ceiling Close we get to hearing God's voice, small freeman Who do you trust when that love coming even? Donnie's last words is, bless you, pop, fuck you I guess it's somewhere in between them Contradiction, fear God knowing that you made in his image well, let's see then, I fit I whenever I see I. That's why man for man, and why you side for a nine? my Why call love war, but you hate the lukewarm? God hold grudge like my niggas gun charge, I see I, I yeah, see that most high. Let's even God see God, He see me then. the am Soul. When the lights go charcoal, rosary on the rear view, truck full of cargo, praying on a landmine. Welcome to the gospel, got gazola, soul, soul before it's soulless. Tell the devil, nah, I don't wanna dance. He said, nah, turn the music up louder. You do hear that, this show jam. Freedom in the desert, slavery, I'm needing. Who do you blame? The fruit of who sunk his teeth in the tree or whoever put the seed in? Riddle me that, I'll tell you what you believe in. They say I'm a. Amen to the- I don't feel much, I don't see much, I don't feel much change Holy water, can you ease my pain? as a scream and the quiet say I don't feel much, I don't see much, I don't feel much change